freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Menno is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mantle here with Gina Knoll back from Florida. Hi, it was a big shout out to Lisa Bourne for sitting in my seat last week. Yes. Thank you very she much, Lisa. did a good Lisa. job, yes. She has, she's got a lot going on. Yeah, she, I'm going to have to follow her closer. Yeah. Um, what beautiful uh, vocation she's come across. So mm. very. I hope. I was. I'm very thankful that she uh, was here for me last week. It was nice to be in Florida, one of the few states, be uh, with good weather last week. So, <laughs> and I didn't get back here until the temperature went above zero. So, thank goodness for that too. So, yeah, you had a safe trip both ways. So, I that's did. Good. That's good. I did. It worked out pretty well. All right. Um, interesting topic last week. I, I, I'm just. For the last couple of weeks, we've been doing these programmings where our federal government really is getting a little too involved in our daily routines and mm-hmm. our and our faith, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, well, and that's a part of what this is about that we're going to discuss today. Sweet cakes by Melissa. You know, we we started talking about this several years ago when right. the case first came up. And Oregon drove these poor people out of business, literally. Right. And they were forced to move out of the state. And um, what had happened, well, uh, Stephanie, when we get around, we don't want to tell the whole story. But yeah, so we're doing that. So we talked about this a little bit this morning. And for our listeners, right. we might get your cake, uh, religious freedom cake cases mixed up. There's one in Colorado and the one, one in, in Colorado, Oregon. which plays on this too. Jack Phillips with Masterpiece Cake Shop. Right. And so both of these cases have been running kind of parallel mm-hmm. for over three years. Mm-hmm. And I just, my heart just breaks for these cake bakers. But at the same time, I pray for them and I'm um, astonished and amazed by their bravery and, and um, dedication to helping us all with the government's acknowledgement of our, of our faith um, rights in the United States. Right. Uh, and these are direct attacks on people's religious freedom. Absolutely. These, these I mean, cake, clearly, cake, that's yeah, what right. these cases are. Um, and that's what has been found. That there's been religious animus. The scariest this. part about both of these cases that um, has me worried, and, and hopefully we win these and, and this sort of thing disappears, but the government requiring the cake bakers to go into some kind of a, what do they call it, rehabilitation, mm-hmm. uh, so that they learn the proper way to uh, express their faith. Well, that's ridiculous it's for the, the government. Soviet-style re-education camps <laughs> right. is what they're doing. I mean, and, and that's who these people are. They're socialists. And and they have no regard for religious freedom at all. They don't understand religious freedom. If they if they understood religion at all, they would understand what the argument was that these people were making. But they don't understand that because no. they don't care. Right. And what does that say about our country, that we've lost our way in terms of uh, allowing our beliefs? Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, do you have a prayer to open us up with? Uh, yes, I do. It's a prayer for peace written by our our Pope Emeritus, mm-hmm. uh, Pope Benedict. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God of peace, bring your peace into our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all men and women, and peace among the nations of this earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope, 
and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nation, reign among the nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gina. And we are going to take a short break here. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to have Stephanie Staub from First Liberty Institute talking about um, uh, Sweet Cakes by Melissa, that case. Excellent. Two minutes. The Iowa Catholic Radio Network is supported by our listeners and business underwriters. Join us today in welcoming a new underwriter, Rick Schaefer of Sullivan Auctioneers, LLC, and Sullivan Land Company Real Estate Brokerage, SullivanAuctioneers.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Blessman International. According to a global food security report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help them all, but how about one? One child. Blessman International provides 60,000 children in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Elite Glass and Metal, LLC, in Johnston. New construction, existing projects, and emergency service. EliteGlassAndMetal.com, 515-284-0141. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And welcome back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. And joining us today is Stephanie Taub. She is Senior Counsel with First Liberty. Uh, all about the um, Sweet Cakes by Melissa case. Stephanie, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Uh, to oh, certainly. And and we love these cases. Well, we don't love the cases, but we love talking about them because there, there's such an attack going on on our religious liberty. And, and uh, Sweet Cakes by Melissa certainly uh, had to be one of those. So for the people that are listening that don't know anything about Sweet Cakes, uh, can you give us kind of the elevator uh, story about uh, uh, what happened to uh, the Kleins, I think it is, is their name? Oh, certainly. So this case started about nine years ago, so you might have heard snippets about it over the years. So this involves Melissa and Aaron Klein, who are Christian bakers who started a family bakery in Oregon. And the an Oregon agency fined them $135,000 for not creating a custom wedding cake for a same-sex wedding because of their religious beliefs. And so they've been, um, they, we've been litigating this case for, for years. It's been going on. Mm-hmm. And now we just got the most, um, most recently, we got a decision in the Oregon Court of Appeals. All right. But it did go up to the Supreme Court of the United States at one point. That's exactly right. So a few years ago, it went to the Supreme Court of the United States, who kicked it back down to the Oregon Court of Appeals and specifically 
um, in, in light of the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision out of Colorado involving a, involving a Colorado bakery. Yeah, it's pretty so much the same type of, of case. That's right. right? And, and, um, and the Supreme Court decided in favor of the baker's religious liberty rights. That's right. So the Supreme Court said when states' agencies are looking at this kind of a case, they need to be very, very careful that they are respecting the religious beliefs of the people involved. So they have to make sure that they prosecute the case in a way that doesn't violate the free exercise clause of the Constitution. So when the Supreme Court sent this case back to the Oregon Court of Appeals, they instructed the Oregon Court of Appeals to take a look at whether there was anti-religious hostility um, against Aaron and Melissa in in the lower court or in the um, in the agency that was prosecuting the case, and so the court actually found that there was there was a constitutional violation here that the Oregon agency, the Bureau of Labor and Industries, did not act with the required neutrality against um, so um, toward toward um, their religious beliefs. So, in, in other words, they found that the Oregon agency was biased against their religious beliefs and kicked and kicked the case back down to the Oregon um, to the Oregon agency. So, we think that finding of bias once you find that an Oregon agency had discriminated against you was not acting neutrally in violation of your religious beliefs, that should have been the end of the case. Well, it's going on for it, nine years. It would seem to me that at that point, uh, the uh, Oregon court should have just reversed their decision on the basis of what uh, they found on remand, and, uh, and it would have been done with it. But they didn't do that. They sent it back to the, uh, to the administrative agency uh, that is, I guess, now considering it? They, yes, they're send, they're, they want to send it back to the very same agency that they held have acted not neutrally. Um, they told them to reconsider the damages portion of the award, which or the damages portion of the decision, which was $135,000, which is a, a huge fine, a crippling fine exactly. for, for any small business. Um, so, so that's the uh, the good part of the decision is that they recognized that the the bias against the clients was just so clear that they couldn't ignore it. Um, but the bad part is, just like in, in Masterpiece, once the Supreme Court found there was hostility toward toward the Colorado Baker, that was the end. That was essentially the end of the case. Mm-hmm. But here, um, it should have been the end of the case. You don't get a do-over after you violate someone's constitutional rights in this way. Yeah, it seems to me once there's a remand and, uh, and, this, and the uh, findings of fact are there, uh, you dismiss the case. That's right. So we're appealing to the Oregon uh, Supreme Court and, and then to the Oregon or then to the United States Supreme Court if necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who's, you know, I don't understand all the legal side of it. So, but who is uh, filing the appeal? Is it the agency or is it M- Melissa's Sweet Cakes? Um, so right now, the, the agency is still going after the clients. And we, uh, so after receiving this decision a few weeks ago, we are planning on appealing to the Oregon Supreme Court. So okay. we represent um, Aaron and Melissa Klein, uh, along with Boyd and Gray and Associates. So I know that, because um, I kind of follow uh, Sweet Cakes on Facebook, their their products are just so beautiful, if nothing else. Um, they moved to Montana. So do they still have jurisdiction uh, over them in this situation? Um, so that's that's a great question. So yeah, they had to close their Gresham, Oregon bakery, and they did move to uh, to the free state of Montana. But uh, the so the Oregon, I guess it's it's more of a complicated question. So they're seeking they're still 
seeking that $135,000 they oh. had. It's right now in limbo um, in a bank account um, that in the government's um, coffers. So that's um, that's the situation. They don't have jurisdiction over um, over them in any ongoing sense because they don't no longer have that Gresham Morgan Bakery. Got it. So the um, other portion of the reprimand from the agency was this rehabilitation, which I also um, understand the uh, Jack Phillips was required to undergo in Colorado. Where is the agency standing on requiring them to do some kind of rehabilitation? To, the re-education? Yeah, re-education. Yeah, Soviet-style re-education. Of, uh, uh, yes, of um, addressing their uh, religious beliefs in their business. Yeah, so that's right. So initially, the bully commissioners made some comments in interviews talking about the case, talking about how people like the clients would need to be rehabilitated, um, and which is which is pretty shocking when you're basically acting like the judge and prosecutor in a case that you'd make public statements like this, prejudging the case. Um, and, and so we think that's one of the instances that contrib- that reflects the bias against the clients um, here. Um, so then they, the commissioner initially had issued some sort of a an, a gag order, um, basically preventing them from um, that functionally prevented them from speaking about the case. It was very it was very ambiguous what they could say and what they couldn't say, and that was struck down the first time we went to the Oregon Court of Appeals um, as being too broad. So fortunately, this case has been. It's been going on in the court system for quite a while, and we're getting these incremental rulings, which are tending to go in the right direction, but it's still the courts have not fully recognized their First Amendment rights to be able to be free from compelled speech, to be free to exercise their religious beliefs. And does the uh, Colorado case of um, Masterpiece Cake with Jack Phillips, that went to the Supreme Court. Are there any rulings there that are... um uh, precedent in uh, sweet cakes should for be Melissa's. the controlling precedent, right? It certainly is, and the Supreme Court held that the Oregon courts needed to reconsider the the client's case in light of that good precedent in Masterpiece Cake Shop. But, but, As you know, Masterpiece didn't resolve all of the issues that were um, all of the First Amendment questions, but it did make an important finding that that basically said that everyone's entitled to a fair trial. That you can't. Um, put your thumb on the scales and, and these sorts of religious disputes um, just because you, the state disagrees with your religious beliefs. It seems to me that the uh, Oregon judicial system has been um, hostile to the clients. Is that true or is that just what I'm... But in having these incremental rulings, it almost to that point would seem evident. But how about your take on that, Stephanie? Yeah, so stay tuned. We're going to be filing our our appeal in just a few weeks, um, or that's when that's when the appeal is due. And so we'll be making more of a detailed Good. detailed um, ruling. So if anyone's interested in following this case, you can follow us at firstliberty.org to find more about the current status. That's good. And you can also uh, donate funds to First Liberty through that site, too. But, They're certainly deserving of it because they do their work pro bono. A lot of these people could not afford uh, legal representation to the extent that they're getting from places like First Liberty to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. All right, so what are you uh, expecting to happen, Stephanie? Um, So we're expecting to um, appeal this and take it all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary. It's been a long journey, and Aaron and Melissa deserve deserve justice. They deserve... um, 
um, to have a fair trial. And because they weren't treated fairly, this case should have been over. Okay. Uh, Assuming that you're going to win, either at the Oregon Supreme Court or at the United States Supreme Court, are there any other remedies then available to the Kleins uh, against the state of Oregon for what they did? Because they've literally put them out of business. Yes. Uh, they've had their $135,000 or whatever for however many years that uh, clients can't use that to do anything with. They can't improve their own business or um, renovate their own business or their house or anything like that. I understand Mr. Klein who was working in the uh, in the bakery as had to take another job now, um, and they have a number of kids, so they've been hurt financially. Do they have what kind of recourse do they have against the, Good the question. state? Yeah, that that is a great question. We kind of have to take this one step at a time. So the first step is is getting that favorable ruling, and then we can take it the next step. Okay, All right. As long as they ha- you haven't ruled that out. <laughs> Yeah, no, they have made quite a few sacrifices uh, for this case, and we all owe them a, a great debt of uh, gratitude for their being so brave and continuing this this fight yeah. because it's been it's it's taken a toll on them. They've it, had to pick has. up their family and move it to another state. And um, how are they doing, by the way? Well, they they are doing. Um, they're doing they're doing well it's it's a difficult um it is difficult to have to endure this for for so long but they are strong um i know they'd appreciate your prayers um for for them and it's it's really an honor to represent them they are they're good people well it's an honor to stand up for religious freedom too and i've noticed in the past couple of weeks that there's been a lot of things that first liberty has been doing in that area uh the the navy seals uh, and the military mandate. I think there was a, uh, um, uh, a stewardess that was lost her job in Alaska Airlines because she refused to take the vaccine or whatever it was for religious reasons. And uh, there's been another case I know that you guys have started on, which is a pharmacist who was f- fired for not uh, uh, distributing contraceptives, even though they had made an exception for her. Uh, in the past, but for religious reasons, now they fired her. So there's been an an enormous attack on religious freedom these days, and and fortunately, uh, you guys have been there on many of these to stand up for these people. Thank you for for um, allowing us to be on and to shed a light on on all of these important cases that we're doing. And we really really do want to thank our clients who are taking the important stand for standing up for their religious freedom and for, for everyone. So hopefully we can create some good precedent with these cases um, to protect everyone's religious freedom. And and that's an important message, too, that you can't go forward with these things unless there's a client that will stand up. Attorneys just can't go out and, and start defending things or suing people. They have to have somebody that they're working on behalf of. And so it's very important for people who are being discriminated against to come forward and to be willing to stand up and take the heat and uh, and do what is right. Well said. That's exactly right. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you being with us, and uh, we'll have you back, and we'll be talking about this and other cases uh, in the future. Stephanie, thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you. Stephanie Cobb, who is the Senior Counsel at First Liberty Institute. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. 
St. Thomas Classical Academy is hosting a lecture Saturday, March 12th, starting at 7 p.m. Raising Catholic Men with Daniel Kerr, President and Headmaster of St. Martin's Academy, a Catholic high school for boys that combines classical academics with an integrated work program on a sustainable farm in Fort Scott, Kansas. Raising Catholic Men, Saturday, March 12th at St. Thomas Classical Academy, 4801 Franklin Avenue, Des Moines. Learn more at stthomasclassical.org. That's stthomasclassical.org. The Iowa Catholic Radio Network is supported by our listeners and business underwriters. Join us today in welcoming a new underwriter, Rick Schaefer of Sullivan Auctioneers, LLC, and Sullivan Land Company Real Estate Brokerage, SullivanAuctioneers.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Knights of Columbus, Borman, and Pfeiffer Agencies serving the Catholic families in Iowa. Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society providing financial security to members and their families, specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, retirement annuities, and you can reach Knights of Columbus field agent Dan Ginther at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801. Thank you and God bless. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! And welcome back. You're listening to Faith on Tron. I'm with Catholic Radio. Tina, another interesting program with an interesting guest and an interesting case. Deacon Mike, I don't understand lawyers and law. If there's a case, it should be resolved quickly. Nine years, and they'll probably go another two if they have to go to the Supreme Court. I remember it was shortly after we got together and were doing this program when I was asked to speak to a group out at, I think it was St. Pius, and Sweet Cakes by Melissa had just come right. under the gun, and had they had just been forced out of business. And I remember discussing that. That was years and years and years ago. About two weeks ago, I had another speaking thing, this time at Sacred Heart, and Sweet Cakes by Melissa was still on the topic, uh, was still one of the topics. And uh, it, it's amazing, uh, and you are so right. Unfortunately, these things tend to drag out, and uh, and and they keep going well, it, and going. And these these people were, have lost their livelihoods. You know, we can't say it enough here, but uh, your vote matters. Make sure you st- pay attention because if the administration had changed, which it could have in the last nine years, uh, this state agency would have been could have had some leader, new governor new lieutenant governor, new legislature, to stop this craziness. So it's important that we all pay attention to these things and understand the leadership that we vote into office. Yeah, and it's important to look at local offices. You know, a lot of times people are only looking at, you know, who's going who's running for president or who's going to be governor or senator or whatever. But a lot of times, as we've seen with the school fights lately, right. it's these local boards, these local school boards, these local people that are making decisions that really affect people. And you talk about uh, putting people's lives on hold. What have we done to our kids in the last couple of years? We've masked them uh, and sent them to school when we did send them to school. 
Uh, and uh, and w- we see now um, increases in suicide and depression and loneliness and drug use uh, because of the situation that the kids are in. Right. So elections do matter. Election. And, um, th- it's a beautiful family, the Kleins. I feel bad that they're having to raise their family and restart their business under these restraints. But First Liberty is doing a great job of keeping um, our government's feet to the fire mm-hmm. and um, helping for all of us to retain our rights under the First Amendment and and, and the Constitution. So um, I will continue to follow this case here and, and have them back and continue to yeah, help see, us all understand see our where rights. it goes now. Yeah. And uh, just a couple of things I wanted to talk about here, or one thing, I guess. The, new, the city of New York has passed a, uh, a new law that allows... Uh, uh, non-citizens to vote. And uh, my column coming up next week is is on two lawsuits that were filed against the city. Uh, one is a very interesting one because it's a civil rights suit filed by a group of black people who are part of an organization for election integrity that are saying, hey, what they're doing is, they're, and they're doing this with animus, to try and... and uh, diminish the uh, effectiveness of the black vote in um, New York City. Wow. So, uh, yes, I can't even imagine. it. Th- which represents the fact that the government of New York City understands how important voting is. Mm-hmm. So I, I do believe that the citizens the, of New York outnumber the illegal uh, Well, they're not residents. illegal. The only ones that can vote are legal non-citizens, legal residents of the United States. Now, uh, do we count now the people that are being flown all over the country after they cross the Rio Grande with with papers from... Sure. Uh, are, are they considered legal? Don't know. Who knows? Don't but know. it, the other thing is that the, the voters do outnumber these anomalies. Right. So if they came forward and voted... In mass, they but but could the, the number that are being admitted are eight hundred thousand, and it's about fifteen percent of the uh, voting population there. So we'll see what happens. We'll Read see the if they're motivated to get to the polls. I have to uh, have to close now. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial, with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.